the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. know about you other dads all right but we had a great father's day uh yesterday for for my household and i'm recovering this morning it's not from drinking or anything it's just that it was busy 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 you know and kids were wanting to to play and and things of that that nature what oh i was looking up at heidi and she was making a, a hand gesture at me no not that one <laughs> I should look. <laughs> I got. I got the evil eye just now, guys. Anyway, just, I got some pictures from uh, from Russ. He's on vacation. He's our operations manager. He's out in Amarillo, and uh, he was out there where they got all the uh, the Cadillacs buried and the fins sticking up. Cadillac Ranch. Yeah, I forget what that guy's name is that did that. Uh, but I asked him if he was stopping for a big steak, and. Uh, I didn't get an answer back, so he either ate one and was recovering or was thinking about it. You've been out to the Big Texan out there, the restaurant? No, I have not. You ever been out there, Iverson? The Big Texan? The Big Texan. You know, the guy that's got the Big Texan outside. You go in there. and With the big hat on? Yeah, with the 42-ounce steak. I have not. And they give you like an hour and whatever to eat Mm. it. And if you eat it all... Oh, the seventy-two ounce yeah, 72, steak yeah. challenge. Then yeah, you get, I bet I could do the forty-two. It, you get free. You know, you get it free. I don't know. I don't know because it goes with baked potatoes in a salad and all. Yeah, max you out. It gets, yeah. It's a lot. It's thick. Oh, seventy-two Lord, is a lot of meat, but yeah. it's a big steak. I've, I've eaten there several times. Have you ever? No, I've never even even considered. You don't want to pay for it. No, well, I never even <laughs> considered it. I, you know. I just like to see That's one a, human being put that away. I saw a guy do it. No, sit there and do it. Yeah, uh, yeah how they, big was he? Because he got it. It was he had the seventy-two ounce. No, how, how big, big was the guy? guy? Oh, he wasn't all that big. I don't know where he put it all. He had a hollow leg or something. Wow! But he was standing. You know, you're sitting in the middle of the restaurant if you're doing the challenge, uh, so that everybody can watch you. And then there's a clock there counting down yeah. how much time you got left. You know. This guy had like 15 minutes left, and he finished. It's oh. like that man versus food challenge. Uh, so it, so <laughs> that, that used to be one of my favorite so shows. So he ate a baked potato, too, and whatever else. And a salad. Oh. Some kind of va- vegetable that comes with it. you got to eat it all. All of it. Wow. And when they're talking about eating all of the steak, they're talking gristle and everything. <laughs> everything. Wow. Unbelievable. It's so really about, something it's to four, watch, though. about four pounds, isn't it? That's a lot. That's, that's too a much. Lot. That's too much meat. It is four mm-hmm. pound steak. That's what it is. What is it? Four? That's a lot. Four pounds. I couldn't do it. 
It's I, like I the mean, 10 I, people. A man <laughs> needs to know what his limits are. I mean, let's face it. Clint Eastwood was pretty smart in telling us that. <laughs> and uh, and he's pointing his gun at me right over there. So the bottom line is. I think a 12-ounce steak is, I, is plenty. Yeah. I, I, the older I get, the less I eat. Yeah, Are you that way? Especially the meat, yeah. Yeah, especially I just don't eat. Like that. I call that a meat bomb. Yeah, mm. that's too much. 70, and 72, that's a nuclear. I wonder how long <laughs> it takes to go through your system. I don't even like to think about that. It's actually four and a half pounds. But, but yeah, it's it's. So that is his Father's Day. That is Father's <laughs> Day's gift to go out and eat a big steak. Well, I just was asking him if he'd been if, if he did. I was oh, out okay. by the pool, and you know, if you sit outside for a long time, it just sucks all the energy right out of you. Sun and I, boy, it was hot yesterday. <laughs> it was hot outside yesterday. It wasn't where I was at. My son-in-law, cooked, <laughs> my son-in-law cooked a bunch of uh, hamburgers and brats. Oh, oh boy! Uh, I brought a I brought a cold watermelon. Huh. Mm. I probably ate a quarter of it myself. Uh, I love watermelon. Uh, you get me started on watermelon. I uh, where'd you get it? Uh, over at Walmart. Oh, really? Had, Sweet. Yeah. yeah, it was good. good it was okay. really good. It was you? Uh, I I get. I, I get the one, one that's season. got s- seeds in it, all right? Yeah. I don't like seedless, although it's supposed to be more healthy for you. But if you get a, if you get a, a seedless water, watermelon, okay, you can't have a s- seed spit fight. Well, that's right, Andrews. <laughs> and and, there's and no, even the ones that got seeds now, it's not the big black seeds yeah, in it. Yeah. It's those little tiny white ones. You can eat those. Mm. That's not bad. And no, you won't grow a watermelon in your stomach. Remember when you were a kid and you were worried if you swallowed a watermelon seed, you started growing a watermelon in your stomach? But you know, he did grow some in the front yard. Oh, yeah. Volunteer of the backyard. Absolutely. Doesn't everybody swallow watermelon seeds? I don't know if they do or not. The children do. Heidi's shaking her head and saying, nope. Not me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not patient enough to pick them out. But I like watermelons. So yeah, I, man, I, 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 swall- I swallow them. You know, I speaks, am a watermelon. Speaking lover. of fatherhood, if you were, you, you know that all children eat their seeds because when you go to change the little one's diaper, oh yeah, <laughs> you find them. Uh, you find they're them. They're there. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't uh, digest yeah, they well. They don't digest well. The system. <laughs> just go all right, right so on out. I'm looking here. We got the power panel in the studio. Paul is here and. Uh, he came in dragging this morning, <laughs> and he says, I wake up every morning before my alarm. Not today. He wow. said he didn't it, today. Usually, usually I'm up when the alarm clock goes, and I wasn't in a deep sleep this morning, but I did hear it go off. It was, yeah, I think Man, I was, I was in a deep yet, sleep today. I turned mine off and didn't even know that it went off. That's what I'm, that's I'm kind of what I'm right now. Yeah, it went off. I don't remember, but I <laughs> must have turned it off in my sleep. I, I have to do the snoozer. No, do you snooze? I'm a snoozer, man. How how many three, times? At least you give yourself three. three. How many? How long are you? Eight minutes. Eight minutes. I have each. to get up in stages. You <laughs> wake up in stages. I man. sleep hard. I really do. Oh, I remember going to bed. I was telling Paul I got up at three because I ate all that watermelon, and watermelon is <laughs> by necessity. Yeah, you got to get up. So I got up and and I went. Back to bed. I looked at the clock. It said three o'clock, and I knew I had an hour left to sleep. I don't remember anything from that, which tells me I was asleep before I laid back down. Wow, mm-hmm. I was out. That's pretty cold. Scary. That's dangerous. I sleep. I sleep. I, that's how I slept in the military, man. Mm. I could go to bed and not remember going to sleep. Wow, which meant I was mm. sleeping before I got to the bed. Got my pillow. <laughs> didn't get my head on the pillow. 
All right, we've got, uh, what do we got now? We've got 613, got a special show today. We're going to talk about a community meeting that Iverson's going to have that I want you to know about. I just found out about it the other day, and I, I told him we need to get you to talk about this. He's going to have a meeting talking about critical race theory. So we want to talk about that. And this is getting now to be a bigger and bigger and bigger issue. People are starting to pay attention now about uh, critical race theory and what is being what is being taught and what it's not being taught in it and then in at seven o'clock hour if you remember last week uh, we had a story that uh, uh, rd brought in if i'm not mistaken talking about having to if you wanted to be a, a business over in china you had to pledge fidelity to the chinese government hmm. well nan su will join us and i don't know if it's a man or a woman all right I don't know the feminine names of people in China, in China, but Nan Su will join us, a writer for the uh, Epoch or Epoch Times, whichever way you want to pronounce it, and uh, is going to talk about this. And it is a dangerous situation. And the uh, new prime minister of Israel blew up President Biden yesterday about what he wants to do with Iran. He says, why would you allow you know, mass murderers to have an atomic weapon? Good question. And not get a good answer from this administration at all. But uh, let's take our first break, and then we'll come back and talk to Iverson about what he's going to be talking about in this community uh, meeting that he's going to be having. If you got questions about filing for Social Security, get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet called your guide to Social Security is from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. 27 pages long outlines what you need to know that could help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. So if you're within five years of filing, get this free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. As a bonus, you'll get a free customized Social Security analysis that uh, pinpoints the optimal time to ring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone, call now. You can call right now. Just leave a message. They'll send this to you. 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. That's your guide to Social Security. All right, back with you. Let's turn our attention uh, to our power panel and Iverson Jackson. Iverson, I found out that you were having a large community meeting this week dealing with critical race theory. Critical race theory. That's uh, If you haven't heard about that, you better get online and look up Supports and get a book and start reading about it because it is coming your way. It's coming your kids' way. It's coming to your school. It's coming to your church. It's coming to every part of, of, of life. Yeah, it affects everything. Every Everything. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's just kind of insane. The If you think about critical race theory, and I want to focus on this one part here, theory, you know, it started from the academic uh, side of things in colleges. In and Germany. Back, yeah. Well, go, I'm I'm deal with the American side of oh, okay. uh, here. Because, I mean, if you want to trace it all the way back, you can go back and just tie it right back into uh, uh, the theory of evolution. You know, when you say one, correct. Spe- one species is... Um, you know, better than another species or, 
just but because you are that, then you are this. Right. And uh, that's just insane. You, you think about the panel here, and I can say, you know, for whatever failure I've had in life, um, R.D. is your fault. <laughs> and then the next that's time absurd. I can say, yeah, Paul, it's your fault. It's like, I didn't know uh, you. Like, oh, well, I, we just met you. <laughs> I said, yeah, but it's your fault. I <laughs> thought you didn't involve as well. <laughs> So I, it's not about evolution evolving. Well, but they, it's they, my they, fault. they blame our, somebody yeah. else. It depends on if that's what fits. Uh, and that's the thing about uh, these theories is they continue to move. And as uh, as time fit goes their on, agenda. whatever to fit the agenda, whatever whatever is needed at the time, then it changes to fit that. So this this whole uh, thing that just because you look a certain way. Then you are a certain way. Just kind of the opposite of what That's Dr. Sad. King said, that it's not about the content of character. It is all and completely about the color of your skin. And then that uh, this now has is permeated throughout all of our systems. In other words, it's, it's um, systemic. As That's correct. Say. It's systemic. So we'll be in Hot Springs tonight at the uh, place called The Vapors. I believe that's great down, place, man. Downtown. I love that place. Uh, Going to be sponsored by the uh, Hot Springs uh, tea, tea Party, I think, and so, there'll be some other groups there. So I'm not, I'm not as familiar as this. I should should be. I I thought I knew what that critical race theory was about, but when it comes down to color of your skin. And different people being different because of how they look. Mm-hmm. Are they saying because some people look a certain way that you have to take care of them? Or they're at a disadvantage because of the way they look? Oh, yeah. That's, that's exactly it, RD. Particularly the last part, that you're at a disadvantage. Or, let's flip that, that you have the advantage because you because of your, the words that's being used, it's your whiteness. Oh, okay. Because I didn't know where all that came from. So oh, that yeah, has yeah. something to do with critical race theory. Yeah. So so is this, you think, maybe somewhat of a, a lot of times we tend to do pendulum swings. We don't mm-hmm. we do not do the right thing. A lot of times we maybe somebody hurts us, and so we respond by actually doing injustice on the other side. Is, do you think this is kind of a pendulum swing? Yeah, Paul, that is, I think that's, that's a perfect one, a great way to describe what's taking place now. You know, we all know, and, and not, I don't know anyone in, a, in America that tries to run away from our history to say that we haven't done certain things and so forth. One of the things that I, I will say when we talk about uh, uh, slavery and uh, a lot of the injustices and, you know, all the things that we know, Jim Crow and so mm-hmm. forth. So one of the things that I, I, I will say is, OK, you want to talk about American. We try to put it in the context of the entire nation. I said, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Really? Let's look at this. We know that just overall human nature is what it is. Sure. But when you talk about uh, being systematic, you're really talking about what was the Democrat party controlled south mm-hmm. if you want to look at it that's really what we're talking about and so now they are the ones trying to run away from their history because by and large if you you think about what what they say uh that all these systems are corrupt the education system the judicial system all these systems and you go wait a minute who was in control of these systems? Right. Who's in control of who's the education control system? Of right. Yes. Who's in control of the education system in America? I believe that would be the Democrats, primarily yeah, the that's left. That's a big. So, so that's where all these hate crime theories are coming from. Is, ab- is that ab- the foundation absolutely. of these hate crime theories? Yes, absolutely. That's where they're coming. That's where they're coming from. It's all part of it. You know, wow. uh, as I was writing in this morning, I heard something about this group now called Moore. Mayors, I heard, I heard yeah, mayors organized from something, something, something. And it's all, again, about 
reparations, mm-hmm. uh, this, that, and the other. About making ask, themselves you, look good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, it's back to the something for nothing. Um, Man. I'm 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 59, not 159. If I was 159, I, I you would have experienced some pretty serious. I would have serious. experienced something. I probably would have, uh, you know, a reason to say yeah. you might have seen some lynchings. May have right. seen. Right. No, I would have. Right. If and the reality is, that there's there's still some cases where black people are treated differently than white people. There are some that, cases where wow. whoever you are, you get abused. It depends right. on where you're at. Right. It's called, it's called right. human nature. It is. It, could, is. it depends and, on where you're at. It could be the other right. way around. It could be the other way around. Right. And, and and part of it is, I think, that part of the human nature side of it is that, well, we get frustrated and irritated and angry about things, and rather than actually doing justice to rectify those things, mm-hmm. we use injustice to respond. And so it's like, well... You've um, kicked my dog, so I'm going to kick your kid. Like, that's not justice. Well, understand what CRT says. CRT, critical race theory, you'll yeah, hear CRT, it refer right. to yeah. the CRT. CRT. Uh, here's what they'll say. The only way to correct discrimination is to have more, more discrimination, discrimination. <laughs> from the other side. Well, my question to, to people that I've been asking is, you know, we aspired – we knew by the Bible that all men are created equal. Mm-hmm. Our forefathers knew that. They had to appease basically the Democrats, like you said. Mm-hmm. In order to beat England, they had to unite everybody to beat England. Yep. But they said in the Declaration of Independence, right, mm-hmm. all men are created equal and should have equal justice. Yep. That That's what I feel like that we were aspiring to. Like you said, we weren't there in the beginning. Yeah. But when is it time for all Americans to be equal and treated equally by the justice system and other other system? When do we get to that point? You, 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 I want to think about this. And when you talk about what is equal, yeah, that's, here, that's important to have that definition. Have that definition because here's what, where we're headed today and what they want this whole thing about uh, inequality, equal and, and equality. You know, uh, equal means when you start in first grade, I start out in first grade. If we're sitting in the same classroom, we're going to get the same lesson. Okay. Now, this uh, equity, equity, excuse me, I said inequality, but equity means they that's where it says, well, uh, okay, everybody's going to get the same outcome. Which is absurd. You, you cannot oh, right. have oh, the right. same right. outcome. Right. Oh, just, just, like, just like, and that's 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 the where big it's thing. At. That's where right. it's, it, you cannot manufacture outcome like yeah. that. But one, one thing, God makes us different. Fact he makes us different. That, that you and I. Um, it's like the head and the foot. Well, need uh, each other, but they're not the same thing. Right. But Iverson and I are both pretty tall, <laughs> so we would be we would be better probably yeah. at at doing drywall mudding. Than R.D. Hopper because we can probably reach the ceiling, yeah, without without stilts or a ladder. And so the fact is that we're not going to have the same results more than likely as R.D. Hopper would. But R.D. Hopper is going to be better at something else that we're not as good. You at. know, you're not going to have the same results, Paul. And that's you're in, and to your point, you're right. Uh, you're not going to have the same results because everybody's not interested in putting in the same amount of energy. There's that too. Uh, right. You know, we're here this morning because we chose to get up, sure, and to come that's in. Right. And uh, you know, the, and, and all of us are getting some type of benefit out of being here sure. because CRT also says that anything that the the uh, white people now do or have done for other people, they did it because it's a benefit to them. Well, 
to have a better society is a benefit to everybody, mm-hmm. you know. And sure. so, absolutely, yes. Rising tide raises all ships. Raise all ships. It helps to. You to, know, a famous president said that. Yeah, <laughs> who said that originally? I yeah, don't even John know. John F. Kennedy. Okay, okay, you you think that. about it, if you had if you had slaves and you didn't take care of them properly. It's to your benefit to take care of them, because sure. if you didn't... The same with your beast of burden. Same with your beast of burden, because if you didn't, they weren't going to last long. Well, you know, mm-hmm. some people believe there's going to be a judgment day, and that we're going to give account for the things right. that we've done. Now, well, that plays into and, the, the way I treat people well, sometimes. There you go. And, and one, of the pro- <laughs> one of the problems with, with, with some of the, Golden the, rule, the, the serious racism that went on 100 years ago and more is that there were a lot of people in America who didn't even believe that black people were people. Right. And that, that's part of the problem is there's a logic factor there. You know, if I just think you're a, a smart monkey, mm-hmm. I'm not going to treat you like a well, like a person. I'm going to treat you like a smart monkey. Well, how many people had slaves? Not very many. Not, now, not the, many. Now, I believe search. that if you have opportunity and ability, you have accountability. They should have done something about it. All right. <laughs> but, we're going to anyway. talk, talk more about this when we come back. Uh, the Vapors is at 315 Park Avenue in Hot Springs. What times to get all underway? I would say be there about six o'clock. Six o'clock. You want to be there? So Iverson, you're going to be talking. I will be the guest speaker there. All right. Looking forward to that. That's happening this evening. You'll want to be part of it. All right. Once you remember this, no matter the situation, and uh, you know that East End Towing is going to be able to handle it and has all the answers about towing your car. No matter the situation, whether you break down out on the uh, I-40 or you break down on the neighborhood uh, street or you break down in the Walmart parking lot, uh, there's different things you got to know about towing. You got to know what the difference between private property towing and public property towing is. You need to know that when the police call out a towing company to tow your car that you didn't contact, you don't have much of a con- of control of where your car is going to go to. So you want to call the towing company you want to use, which should be East End Towing. Their number is 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. And you can look right at the tow driver and say, hey, take it over to Joe's garage. And that's where he'll take it. And that's where it'll be put down at. I'll save you some impound fees. Uh, yeah, a lot of impound fees. And those are not cheap, I'm just telling you. East End Towing is part of the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed and insured, and all their trucks are permitted. Something to keep in mind as well. That's East End Towing. Keep this number in your glove compartment, in your wallet, or in your purse. 501 888 49. Okay, so we're talking critical race theory. And, and here's a big problem that conservatives, uh, that uh, GOP, that churches, mm-hmm. all of us have. We hear these people say stuff, and it sounds absolutely crazy to yeah. us. I mean, it just sounds nuts. You know, you're white, so uh, you're you're going to be prejudiced, and there's nothing you can do about it because your whiteness makes you a racist. Yep. And we go, what? Most people know that that's not true. However, that's not what is being taught right. to your kids. It's not. It's not. And most of us think that it starts in college 
Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, we've talked about when we had Charlie Kirk on last week and we interviewed Charlie. By the way, he starts today at 11 o'clock. He talked about this. And they are now in the high school and elementary levels of education teaching this insanity that we're talking about. Now, I'm going to be the first person to say it's craziness. But if you teach it to enough people, it doesn't become crazy anymore. It becomes the status quo. And again, let's let's look at uh, the theory of evolution. It is no longer taught as evolution. Not as a theory. As a theory. Uh, excuse me. As a theory. As a theory, as a theory is Man. taught as as gospel truth facts. Well, it, it's another part of this religion of of um, humanism. Of humanism. Of, of, yeah, secularism. Well, and, and 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 you guys see that that. The establishment Republicans will not go against the education system in the state of where, Arkansas. Where are the Republicans? I mean, have you guys not seen that? Yeah, I, where, where are know, the Republicans will get a spine? I don't believe that it's the majority of Republicans. It, on all it's just it the takes, leadership, it, it, though. All it takes it's is a leader. minority. There, there is yeah. leadership. And, and then if, if you've got a committee that, that doesn't have enough that's decent what I'm people saying. On, that's part of the issue as well. And, and, then, and then part of it takes some, some pretty serious nerve because you could actually get a, a – a sizable group of Republicans to actually extract bills from committee if they wanted to. Yeah. yeah. So that's one way to do it. And one of the things is, yeah, is the, I think the biggest thing that we're facing as far as that just, just yeah. about zero. Yeah. yeah. Just much. understanding the <laughs> issue. Unless the governor wants it. Maybe. That, that that's the biggest thing is having enough people that actually understand Here. what we're right. talking about when right. we say, because it's, it kind of hit like a, you know, tsunami, wham, and, and it was there, and everybody's like, "What is this? Well, what is this?" Critical race theory, sixteen nineteen project, and it all kind of hit and got stuck at. Well, you know, we don't need the legislators, you know, trying to control what's taught in the classroom. Well, don't we mandate that children have to learn a certain thing at a certain age? Uh, well, and that we have proficiency tests. And, well, they and have they proficiency have, tests, but you can get all the way through high school from what I yeah, can, that's can tell and not be able to funding. read. But, yeah, if, if you're going to get that. Right. So so if you say, okay, a kid's in the third grade and don't, don't know the ABCs, wouldn't you want to stop to say, well, what, okay, well, what are you teaching? We're teaching what we think is the best thing for these students. Well, but, <laughs> well they can't read but and we in the third grade. But we have government-funded schools in various different parts of the state, from what I understand, where you've got kids that are high school age, and a high percentage of them are not functionally literate, from what I understand. And they're still getting ta- taxpayer money. Yeah, but there's something going on here, guys. We have a governor's race coming up here real soon. And these things that we're talking about, critical race theory, education system, Evolution needs to be at the forefront of this governor's race. Which one of these people running to governor will stand up for the values of Arkansas when it comes to God and freedom and against the indoctrination of the left in the federal government? So which one of these two candidates? Where are these candidates? It's time for them to be out. And these are questions that all of us mm-hmm. and our listeners sure. need to ask. Yeah. Where do you stand on evolution in our school system? Sure. Where do you stand on the 1619 Project? And do you have the backbone to take on yeah, the it, education system? It should be easy for Republicans to grow a spine and get rid of evolution in the schools. I'm sorry. That's nonsense. This is this is not even good enough to be a fairy tale. And, and they're teaching it as fact. If that's the case, that, that's 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 absurd. You so this goes down both. the same path, and CRT critical race theory 
theory. It's, well, which would be taught as fact. I'm still yep. kind of trying to. So if to, you're if you're if you're out there, you're listening to us, or you're watching us here. If you're white, you ain't right. <laughs> well, and, and that's, okay. I like that. That's, that, that's, one, that's one of those things that, that I'm still trying to wrap my head well, around it. it. Do do we actually have serious people out here yeah. telling us that okay, there's nothing you can do about this. You just got to pay us. You just got, because you're white, you've got to pay the black people. Like, well, I, I've I've got a different solution. Yeah, maybe the black people are down and they're and they're and they're being abused. Can we just try liberty? When was I? Stop, stop abusing them. Stop taking abused. their rights away. That's bad. That's I mean, really bad. That's really bad. And what, R.D., because we mentioned the, the ed- educational statistics, and I was given this the other day in a meeting, it says, are you ready? The 2019, 2019 state reading at grade level, 38.3% of third graders, 45.3% of fourth graders, 41.4% of fifth graders, 43. 1% of 6th graders, 39.2% of 7th graders, 53, which is the high, 0.1% of 8th graders, and it drops back down, 37.4% of ninth graders, 32.2% of 10th graders, 11th and 12th graders. Um, those, are, those are the ones that are proficient. Yep. And reading at grade level. Yeah, reading at grade level, wow. 38%. That's wow. it. So they're graduating at what now? What was what was 11th and 12th? 11th and 12th graders, they, they take the ACT, so that's not on there. Okay. But at 10th grade, it drops uh, to 32.2%. Oh, and this is only, this is, only 32.2% this is can read funded, at grade level. Yes. Tax-funded so-called education. Yeah. That but is the, yeah. about 61 cents yes. out of every dollar spent in the state of Arkansas yes. of your tax money. Wow. So so if you think about this critical, this whole thing where we're back at the critical race theory, the uh, the upcoming cohorts won't have to read They'll just do what they're told, well, and just read. believe, and just believe whatever that, you tell that's them. That's what so politicians the, are supposed to do when the experts come to the Capitol, isn't it? <laughs> just listen to the experts. Listen to, uh, listen to the experts. You know, you so the, read, you read, read and reason well, for sure. yourself. And, and, and unfortunately, we, we joke about that, but a lot of times that's what happens. You know, they, they, when they, we show up, we're just dummies. Well, I, I guess, and so part <laughs> part of it is that, that we've got we've got professional lobbyists. They're professionals. At getting people to believe them, getting them people to to listen to their experts. stories, experts or not, you can get somebody who's smooth talking, and 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 convince legislators to vote various different ways. And and if you don't have another side of the story to present, and that's the only side they hear, and guess what? Well, I'll tell you what's really more important than what happens at the state capitol is what happens at the school board meetings. That's correct. Yeah. That's and, where and, and in the classroom, really, and in classrooms themselves. Well, that's the, the school board meetings are going to directly affect mm-hmm. what happens in the sure. classrooms. Because if you you look at some of these these, uh, I've seen a lot of the videos, and where these parents are starting to wake up, and they mm-hmm. are coming at these sco- coming to the school board meetings and bringing these things out. Mm-hmm. These school boards are, now they're sitting there looking dumb, mm-hmm. uh, they're like what 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 do we do? Because they're not used to being checked up on, right? And well, so now. Since people are waking up to this, <laughs> a little late, but mm-hmm. better than better right. late and than somebody on that. And school board meetings, the the, the school, um, these school um, districts, they they have huge amounts of money flowing through them and of into course. them, and and so they're they're a massive part of the the economy in many respects. But like you said, we don't we don't they focus have been, enough. They on have that. gone unchecked for decades. Sure. It is a massive welfare program that is incredibly destructive 
and has a massive influence on our society in general. Well, for people who always ask me, say, well, Dave, where do you hear all this? Listen to what they're saying to you. Mm-hmm. You know, believe what people say to you. If I, I find it just highly illogical. Look at how people To vote. listen to somebody look at you and tell you what they think, and then you go, well, they really don't think that way. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> they, they do. That's how they're thinking. They they're thinking that. Yeah. And remember, all you need in some places is 50 plus one. That's right. right. And yeah, that's just talking, of the people who show up. Uh, well, right. Again. So, so we can we can have these special elections where five percent of the five percent of the, the uh, registered voters show up, and then then half of that half of that plus one can 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 we'll raise a tax or whatever future. it might be. Right. And so so literally a little over what two point six of the voter of the percentage of elected of registered voters might literally um, empower the the local government Absolutely. school board whatever it is. To just run roughshod over your rights. Yep, and we don't. And, and parents, you don't hear about it or you don't know about it until your your child comes home and says, "Hey, mom, the little white child comes home and says to their little white parents, maybe, uh, did you know that we're 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 evil? You That's and right. I are evil. We're evil. What? What? Yeah, because we're white and we can't do nothing about it. And there's no fix because it's immutable." And the whole thing we're talking about the Marxists, this being part of Marxists. Remember, Marxists was all about class warfare, mm-hmm. something that can change. But they needed more people. They needed more people. And that won't work over here because no. in America, you know, if you work hard and do those things, you continue to move up. So you don't stay in the same class. So they broke it down so by color. So they broke color. it down by something that's immutable. Well, and, it, and I think part of that just it it can be very demoralizing because if if, if you convince me that because of – the way I was born makes it basically impossible for me to succeed. Guess what? I might not try. You know, the, absurd, the, the real absurdity, Dave, with, with this whole thing is you look at the progress. Forget everything else. Just look at the progress that has been made in this country mm-hmm. uh, by uh, African-Americans, black Americans, whatever, whatever. You know, my birth certificate, if I if I pull my birth certificate from the day I was born up to now, it's got like three different things on. I was I was a Negro. There you go. And I was colored <laughs> and black. That's it. You know, on that. So so we're constantly making progress in this country. Again, the the guy that come up with came up with this whole thing. One of one of the guys, Derek Bell, he's he's an African-American. Teaching at Harvard in the seventies. So how can you not have progress, but yet you've got African Americans teaching Harvard at Harvard? We had a president. We had a ten years later from the, the civil, civil rights, rights movement. Yeah, and and, so, and this is this is one of the guys that's actually teaching critical race theory. Yeah, and yeah. You, well, well, yeah, he's dead now, but uh, he's one of the founders. One of the founders of it. One of the founders, which came out of critical law. Mm-hmm. You know. It was part of it. And he just, when he looked at it, examined it, he said, well, you know, we've got racism throughout all our systems. Now, I'll I'll, I'll give him this here that, you know, if you go back those decades to the 70s, he may have had a bigger point. There's there's some laws on the still yeah. in the books. Yeah. I, I think there's yeah. there's you know, some indication when that, you look back at the '60s in which he was drawing a lot of that from. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jim Crow time. Yeah. Jim Crow. But again, where where was all this Democrat? Party sure. controlled absolutely South. the people primarily, who are now telling you primarily yeah the people who basically are now telling you that uh, you are an evil person are the same people who started all yes this. and all of the places they point to for examples of look how bad black people are doing here look how bad and you go excuse me excuse me 
all these cities that you're naming, the Democrats have been in control in of control for forever. decades. 150 years yes, in many cases. Yes, for decades. All right. 10 till uh, 7, let's take a break. By the way, uh, if you want to hear a program that will talk about education a lot, it starts today at 11 o'clock. You know, Rush passed away now a while back, well, about three months ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they've now got two gentlemen who are going to take his place. We don't think that they're the ones that you would want to hear. Uh, they don't sound like Rush, believe me. Uh, so we're going to have Charlie Kirk on from Turning Point USA. He'll be on from 11 o'clock in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. I've said for a long time that Charlie was the next Rush. If it wasn't Ben Shapiro, it was going to be Charlie. And uh, Charlie is going to be here on the show. You saw, you heard the interview I did with him on Friday. I hope you'll join him for his debut show today here on uh, 1011 FM, The Answer. PI Roofing, don't forget about it. Uh, when they get up on your roof, they will take care of it. They will fix it uh, in a professional way. They will uh, They teach their people how to put a, a shingle down the way that Joel Johnson, the owner of PI Roofing, wants a shingle put down, which is a, a lot more solider than many roofing companies. Uh, had, P, had PI Roofing with Joel on last week on Wednesday, talked to him about that. He said, why would I let somebody up on your roof representing my business that I hadn't taught. I'm going to teach him. I'm going to teach him how to do it the right way. And uh, he's got all kinds of programs to make sure that your roof stays in good shape. Call him 707-3551. That's 707-3551. Or you can just reach him on the internet at piroofing.com. All right. So if you want to know more about what we've been talking about, critical race theory, Iverson Jackson will be speaking uh, tonight at the uh, fabulous Vapors Room. The Vapors. <laughs> yeah, it's a great place. Have you ever been there, Iverson? I have not. not it's, a, it's really nice place. I it's just know when cool. I announced it uh, the other day, it, and someone, the atmosphere in the room was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "Okay, what was the Vapors?" <laughs> well, it was a really great nightclub when yeah. it was put together. It was put together by World War. II. Now I'm, I'm pulling this off of what I remember from talking to the new owner. Uh, and uh, he told me it was a World War II pilot and a gangster really? that put it together. Well, maybe that's why he said, oh, wait a minute, the preacher's going to be uh, speaking at a nightclub. No, that's all right. Well, that's kind of what it is even today. Uh, uh, they they bring in, I think they had an early show. They got started, and not more than about four months later, COVID-19 hit. So wow. They're, yeah. they're still trying to recover from that. I thought it was just uh, like an event center. No, no, it's, uh, it, it's a club. I mean... They had a bunch of the, uh, the club, old, a bunch of the uh, older <laughs> soul groups came in and performed yeah. and things of that nature. It's a great place to go uh, and and enjoy yourself. So uh, keep that in mind. I'll try to get the owner on again here in the future, and we'll talk to him. And he's a World talk War II veteran. No, he's not. Oh, the okay. people who started started, it started back in the fifties mm. were okay. a World War II pilot and. A, uh, a gangster. Wow. Best way to put it. That's quite a story. I came out of the Christmas lights about two years ago, that big event they have in Hot Springs down there at the gardens, Marvin uh-huh. Gardens. Oh, and there was a place. man standing in the World War II hat on. Oh. And I said, sir, thank you for your service. What did you do? Because I just needed to know. And he was a machine gunner on the back of a bomber 
flying mm. missions in the Pacific. Wow. And he flew like 20 missions. B-29 he he, or whatever? He beat all odds. No, it was a smaller, it was a smaller two-person bomber. Oh, okay. And well. he said in the back, I looked it up when I got and home. He faced backwards. He faced backwards wow. from the pilot. Wow. And it was a small bomber. And uh, I looked at, uh, he told me what ship and what plane. I looked it up when I got home. But he had an amazing story from wow. Springs. I worked with a guy, a lot of you who have worked in, the radio business will know the name I'm talking about. Some of you from watching television will know the name because he was a he was a weatherman at one time. Tom Longfellow. Uh-huh. All right, Tom Longfellow uh, was an exceptional individual. I got to be really good friends with him. He was a World War II pilot. You know what? What he was on? He was on a torpedo plane. Oh, really? a torpedo plane. Yeah. You know what that the life been. expectancy that's of a probably, torpedo? I think that's what that, the same what one was. Not much. You said two man crew. Yeah, he yeah. sat in the back, thinking about try to keep try to yeah, keep the, the zeros off yeah. of them. Yeah, that's while they were going in to launch torpedoships at well, the so battleships, they did get pretty close to the battleships, and when well, getting, they were flying right on the right on right the deck on the, all the time, right on the water, and then you've right into probably once they get it within range. The firepower on a battleship is pretty, oh, yeah. pretty, oh, pretty yeah. immense yeah. compared yeah. to anything. come within range of that battleship's yeah. fire. Just know that close enough. He, he had a little model that hung over his booth where he worked. And to remind him of what he did. And he, he always talked about the heroes were the men who didn't come back. Mm. And uh, he said that, uh, you know, you came off one of those battleships going out to fight the other battleships. And you're carrying those torpedoes. Number one, at the very beginning, you had your fingers crossed that the uh, the, the the head of the the head of the uh, of the torpedo would ignite mm-hmm. because, because the first they, were so they didn't work. Yeah, they were yeah. unreliable. Later on, they were very reliable. But the bottom line, he said that so you'd, you'd drop a torpedo in the send, water. You send would... out a couple of flights, and two guys come back. He probably wasn't 20 years old when he was doing that. Nah, he was younger, I think. He was a young guy, a real young guy. But Tom Longfellow, he's dead now. Wow. I remember when he passed away. Most of our World War II generation is gone. He's a great guy. He was a great guy. I got to be really good friends with him. The most selfless generation. Yeah, and he was that in his life. I mean, just... He was a, a giver. He was not That's a taker. That's why they're called the greatest generation. You're right. They weren't Absolutely. scared of anything when they came back. No. They'd gone through <laughs> hell. Yeah, they had. All right. It's a minute till seven. We've got to get a break in. When we come back, we're going to talk about China. We started talking about that last week, and I told these guys, well, look, I'll, look, I'll try to get somebody on from the newspaper who wrote the article, and we got Nan Su coming on to talk about do you really have to pay fidelity to the Chinese government if you want to do business in China now? We'll find out when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. With you here on the Dave Ellswick Show last Monday, 
Artie walked into the studio and said, you got to read this, Dave. And he showed me a song, a song, showed me a story from the Epic Times or Epoch Times. I don't know which way that that's pronounced. But, uh, and it was basically that if you were a company and you wanted to do business in China, you had to almost pledge fidelity to the Chinese government. And, and Eli, Eli, God, what is going on with me? Uh, R.D. says to me, Dave, you guys read this. And I started reading it, and I said, we need to get somebody on that can talk about this. Just reading this article is not enough. We need to have somebody on that can talk about this. And, uh, R.D., I didn't fail you. Well, thank you so much yeah. for getting someone that knows more about this than we do. N- yeah, well, this guy does. Nan Sue joins us. Nan Sue, how are you today? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Yeah, talk about this real quickly. Yeah, this new law that the Chinese are trying—I don't know if they're trying to pass or they've already passed it. Is it business now that you got to do that? You basically have to pledge fidelity to the Chinese government. Uh, that is absolutely correct. Uh, the new law that's just passed—it's uh, called anti-foreign sanctions law, which was passed on June 10th and and start taking effect on the 18th of this month. So it's already in practice. Uh, it mean, uh, there's three uh, things that you have to really watch if you are. Uh, individuals or corporations, it actually not only apply to the foreign individuals and corporations doing business in China, it also apply to the Chinese individuals and Chinese corporations. So it doesn't matter who you are and where you're from. Uh, so you apply to everyone. Uh, the number one thing is if any foreign uh Governments sanction China for whatever the reason, uh, so no one, uh, meaning no individual or no corporations, shall follow uh, the sanction. So if you say if you American corporations, uh, if uh, U.S. government sanction China, then uh, the U.S. Cop, uh, uh, Americans or U.S. corporations shall not. Uh, complying to that sanction requirement. If you do, then Chinese government uh, will uh, sanction you or uh, the or, uh, people in China uh, may file a lawsuit against you. Uh, that's number one. Uh, number, two, number two, if a Chinese government take any counter effort against any foreign government's sanction against the China, then you have to follow it. Uh, uh, say if you're American corporation or your uh, your individual uh, that's doing business in China, and if uh, if say China will uh, uh, sanction America, uh, uh, if China will sanction uh, United States, uh, and then you have to do the same thing. You have to immediately follow the Chinese government's uh, the, uh, effort. Uh, if you don't do it. Uh, they will uh they will you can you can be sued or or individuals or corporations in china could sue you uh, uh under, under what was called uh discrimination or whatever uh 
there's a bunch of things they can sue you. And number three, the punishment includes uh, uh, three things. And number one, uh, they can take your property away. Uh, number two, uh, they uh, they can uh, uh, they can uh, basically uh, refuse to issue you visas to travel to China. Uh, and number three, uh, they can uh, they can restrict uh, the trade between uh, either you or your or your cooperation with China. So there are three things they can do to you. So basically, that's the total three things this new anti-foreign sanctions law is is about. So what you're telling me, it's worse than what we thought. <laughs> RD, I know you got some questions. Go ahead. Well. My first question, and I really have two questions. First question is, what should we do as Americans and people involved in politics in our state, in our country? What should we do in it? And uh, and uh, should the states, states a lot of times do commerce in China. I mean, what should we do as a, as a, a nation and what should we do as a state uh, you know, to uh, let the Chinese know that this is not acceptable, and hopefully, this will wake the world up that communism is not the way to equalize the world. Oh, well, I think that uh, uh, there's one thing: uh, each state, uh, each state here in the United States, should immediately do to protect American individuals and corporations. Uh, Make a new legislation to decouple from China, decouple our economy, our business. I, I think that's the best way to protect uh, American individuals and corporations. Because uh, you you don't go there uh, to do all these things, then you're just fine. If you go there, um, you're in trouble. Uh, you know, uh, uh, for example, uh, if you look at these two new uh, uh, these laws, right? Uh, U.S. has sanctioned a bunch of companies uh, that take uh, that's stealing the um, um, the copyrights, the patents, and the intellectual properties. Yeah, issues like that. Uh, Huawei, right? Huawei is on the same, uh, blacklist from Commerce Department. Uh, supposedly, uh, American. Uh, American uh, semiconductor uh, industry, uh, any corporations shouldn't sell uh, chips, computer chips to Huawei, right? So now American corporation, if now based on this new law, if you don't do business, you don't sell the uh, chip, uh, computer chips to Huawei, then ch- Chinese individual or corporations can sue you uh because uh, this discrimination, right? Uh, so basically, you have to sell it, sell mm-hmm. it to Huawei. Now, if you don't do it, you end up in fine. And they can, if your American corporations like uh, Apple or Tesla, you you have properties in China, they can seize your uh, properties. So what do you do? Yeah. The only way you you you, you don't you, you protect yourself is you don't go there. 
You yeah. don't go there. It's the best way to protect yourself. I think all the state governments here in the United States should realize that and take some actions to protect uh, the interests, uh, American interests. Is it a good idea then for, let's say, state uh, entities not to invite Chinese entities to come into their state and do business? Well, that's actually a much better idea. I really like your idea. Uh, but uh, so far, uh, I have not seen uh, any actually uh, any state-level government actually have done that. Uh, it, the easiest thing is uh, to educate our business and our individuals uh, here in the United States. Mm. Uh, here, if you go to China to do business, uh, this is the danger you're exposed to. So to let people actually understand there is a huge, uh, there's a huge uh, danger over there if you, uh, you, you decide to go to China to do business. Okay, let let me turn it over to Iverson Jackson. You had a question, Iverson. Yes, well, you know, since China is doing that to us, should we not in kind do the same thing? I know a lot of China, uh, the China is buying up a lot of property in America, buying up farmland and and uh, woodland and all all types of property here. Should we not reciprocate uh, what they are doing to us? Uh, I would love to uh, see. Uh, any state take effort to to initiate this kind of uh, uh, effort, uh, but usually, uh, you know, that uh, I don't see anybody actually doing this. It's uh, it's just because we are good people. Yeah. We're we're not Chinese communist regime, right? We pay we we Americans we. We actually pay uh, respect to freedom, to pay respect to other people's property rights. Uh, you know, but hey, actually, uh, in this pandemic, I re- what I really like is uh, uh, former President Trump's idea when he said, well, we should take seize all these uh, uh, properties uh, of uh, Chinese uh, state-owned entities who own yep. properties or, or officials who has uh, uh, banks in the United States, mm-hmm. you know, money-saving American banks. We'll take those money and we'll cancel the uh, the China own uh, the China own uh, U.S. debts as a down payment to the to the to the compensation to the loss the caused by the pandemic until we actually find out uh, what is the true origin of this pandemic and how it happened. All right, Nan Su is our guest. We got Nan. We got to take a break here, and then when we come back, we will talk further with you. Uh, We've got Paul Calvert here. He's got a question. I've got a question as well. He's, is it the, is it the Epoch or is it the Epic Times? How do you pronounce it? It's the Epoch Times. Okay, Epoch. And here's what I'll tell everybody about it. You can get a, a subscription on the internet to this newspaper. It's a great newspaper, by the way, and they probably have the best coverage of what's going on in China of any newspaper that I've read. And uh, we'll come back and get more uh, information on uh, this whole thing about businesses doing business with the right now the number two economy in the world soon maybe to be the number one economy supplanting uh, even us 
uh, as the economy goes. What do we do? How do we deal with this? We'll talk more about it when we come back at 18 minutes after 7 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Pat Davis and yourhealthplanman.com where you can get all the information you need to be able to save 30 to 50% off on your health insurance. If you're self-employed, the perfect way to get your insurance is the way Pat Davis will explain it to you. All you need to do is call him, 501-605-6935. Again, these are perfect health plans for self-employed. It's actual insurance. It's not a share plan. Uh, there are no co-pays, and any excess money goes to you, the client, not to the insurance company. Sound too good to be true? Well, I'll just tell you this. Thousands of people have taken Pat up on this and have found out it's not too good to be true. It's absolutely true. And they're saving a lot of money. Pat Davis, you can reach him at 501-605-6935 or join him online at Your Health Plan Man. That's one word, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, back with you. If you just joined us, you got here at the right time. A special uh, guest today, Nan Sue. He is a writer for the uh, uh, Epoch Times. They do, I think, the best coverage on what's going on in China. Uh, We had an article from a different writer, and I contacted the Epoch Times, and they said, and Sue, they said, you were the man to talk to. So we've got you on today. Uh, Paul has got a question for you. Let's turn to Paul. So we were were talking about earlier about China buying land or Chinese people buying land here in America, government. And... And so the suggestion was maybe, well, why aren't we doing that in China? I would assume that land ownership here in America is very different from the concept of land ownership there in China. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Uh, that uh, that it's uh, uh, very much a concern lately because there's a lot. Uh, uh, there's a lot of land that's purchased by the uh, the Chinese uh, corporations or individuals from China. Uh, other lands actually uh, have a strategic importance to American economy, uh, and also uh, some of the lands they purchase are right next to some of the military base here in the United States. So. Uh, it's not only uh, important to our economy, but it's also important uh, to the security of the United States. So those are the concerns. Um, and uh, not to mention some of the lands they purchase uh, have like mining or mm-hmm. resources like mm-hmm. uh, California, you know, maybe important to the water. Uh, those are the things that uh, people should concern about. All right. Artie, you had one more question. Go ahead. Yes. Tell us about uh, – I read an article about the, the Putin president Biden summit lately and said that that uh, when I read the article that China got what they wanted out of the meeting and that China and, and Russia worked very closely together to promote communism and dictators and that uh, Russia is trying to run as a distraction right now. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think that uh, uh, it's not only uh, 
uh, under this administration, I think ever since 1971, uh, our China policy has been established based on a very rosy, a rosy picture about the future of China, a very rosy picture about the nature of Chinese Communist Party CCP. So uh, we have been really naive thinking if we, it might. Uh, basically, think about this. In the past half century, if you compare our China policy and with the way that we deal, how we historically deal with uh, Communist Party, Communist regime, then we see two kind of models. One is the model that we dealt with, uh, we dealt with uh, uh, former Soviet Union. We try to make the Communist regime uh, that's going to hurt us uh, Weaker and weaker, less money and less money every day. So you like uh, eventually it collapse. While the another model is how we deal with China. We try to make that our enemy, our threat, richer, richer and richer every day, stronger, stronger and stronger every day. And hopefully, you know, uh, when they have enough money, when they become really strong the threat will magically disappear. Mm -hmm. so that was the entirely two model in the history of the United States. I think that, you know, it's clear uh, which model is more successful. Uh, I, I, so we just need to wake up. We just need to wake up. Uh, if we don't wake up, you know, maybe it will be too late until we do. Last question that come from me. We got about two minutes left here with you with Nan Sue from the uh, uh, Epoch Times. If you don't subscribe to the Epoch Times, you should. And uh, quickly, Nan Soon, what, what what about uh, Taiwan? It seems to me China is getting very serious about. They don't believe that they're an independent nation. They're still a subsidiary of China. And I remember that Chinese general saying, Taipei or L.A., which one do you want to keep? So uh, that that's some dangerous saber rattling there. Are, are we to be worried more now about uh, Taiwan? Yes, so we absolutely. Uh, it's really a clear and present danger uh, to the Western world to lose another democracy. That's Taiwan after Hong Kong. So if we don't uh, do anything right now, we don't really show uh, Chinese Communist regime how determined we are to protect the, uh, the democracy in Taiwan. Uh, we may, we may just, we may just lose Taiwan just like the, you know we lost Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that uh, it's really uh, right now. It's the time we have to show uh, Beijing's leader that how. You know how determined we are. We, we, you know, we need to increase our military presence uh, around Taiwan uh, in Pacific, and we need to send uh, uh, more business and American uh, security force. I mean, uh, either military or any other kind of uh, presence in Taiwan to show our how determined we are to protect Taiwan. I think that is the time, it's actually, it's in the next couple of years mm -hmm. uh, because Xi Jinping has come to the end of his second term. Now, uh, he, in, order to, in order to continue 
uh, as an emperor, without any term limits, he is probably going to do something to impress, uh, to unify, um, to, to to unite, you know, all his opposition forces uh, inside the Communist Party. He may do something to Taiwan, okay. which, you know, in his mind will be the best. I, I, need, I, I need to jump in. We're out of time. I'd like to have you back on. I'll get a hold of uh, the folks at the, the Epoch Times and have you back on, and Sue with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, Cabot Emergency Hospital is such a great addition to the Cabot Community Ward, uh, BB, all that area, Austin, all that area up there. Because it used to be when you'd have an emergency, and by the way, when you have an emergency, let me tell you what, your emergency matters to you. You want to be seen right now uh, as far as your emergency goes. And uh, you don't want to have to get in a car and drive 35 miles before you can see somebody. You want to see somebody now. And that's where Cabot Emergency Hospital comes into effect. 100% physician-owned, board-certified emergency physicians. They've got over 100 years of experience. In fact, over 130 years. That's almost the amount of time that the Democrats had control of Arkansas you can always, they're always open 24 7, 365 days out of the year. And by saying that, that should convince you that they're open on holidays as well. Radiology Suite has got x ray, CT scans, ultrasounds, and they have an MRI. They have an on site lab, an on site pharmacy, but they are zeroed in on you, the patient. Why wait? You don't need. I see that billboard every day when I'm driving home. Why a, wait? What you got? A, you got I've a got story? a testimony from last week. Okay. Yes, last week I had one of my dismantlers get a, a injury on his arm that had to have attention. So I'm in Jacksonville. We could go to Cabot or North Little Rock, either one. So uh, he said, "I want to go to that the new hospital in Cabot," and I said, "I think that's a good idea." We went there. He was seen in five minutes. Yep. They sewed his arm up. And we were back at work in an hour, within an hour. So they did an excellent job. (laughs) They are fast and they are efficient. And uh, you can go to them whenever you need. They're right on 89 on the Walmart side of 70, what is it, 176, 76 over there. Go over and visit with them. Get back to your life faster at Cabot Emergency Hospital. All right, so we just had Nansu on from the... Uh, Epoch Times, and again, the Epoch Times, probably the best newspaper I know that keeps eyes on what's going on in China. And uh, we went into the break, and R.D. turned and looked at uh, at Iverson and said, I got chills listening to what that guy was saying. Yeah. I mean, that was much worse than what we thought last Monday oh, when yes. we talked about that article. Oh, wow. yes. He enlightened us even more. <clears throat> yeah, that, he really did. Right. Those three different things that they can do to you in China yeah. if you go do business over there. And then if there's sanctions, let's say the United States decides to sanction China, they can come back. back and if you do, follow what the United States is doing, they can take your property yeah, from seize you. your factory. Yeah. Or, or you basically have to commit treason yeah. against the United States. That's American citizens would have to commit treason. Well, yeah, he, he enlightened us. And and just people say, well, what does this have to do with Arkansas? What the, well, if our economy is based on the Chinese government in Arkansas, then Chinese controls Arkansas. Whoever controls your economy controls 
you in just a little brief history lesson. After COVID, some good, strong Republicans proposed a bill to take Arkansas's Economic Development Office out of China and close it. And it did not get anywhere. <laughs> it got nowhere. Crickets. Because in Arkansas, we cater to the Chinese to come over here and give them tax breaks to come over here. The the leadership is pro-China, and they actually even some of the leaderships are attorneys, and they have Chinese clients that that apply for grants and, and subsidies from Arkansas. Well, let's go back to what he said that was important. You got to know a little history here, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, go back to seventy one, and what were the thoughts of the United States towards China? I mean, that's the that's the era of. Nixon, Nixon, Kissinger, and others. All right, and even this this affected me as well. It's only been the last, oh, well, I guess, eight years that I've changed my mind uh, about this. Uh, used to be a thought that if you brought business to countries, that instead of waging war against you, <laughs> they would want to continue their business dealings so that their people had a better type of of life (laughs) bringing capitalism to china well here's what nobody saw china took capitalism part of it Mm -hmm. but they they melded it to the ccp Mm -hmm. and their capitalism is not what we have had is capitalism and in fact i would even say capitalism the way we used to have it is not that way any longer we have a lot of corporatism which is not that much different in in case when you look at what we do with businesses and what the chinese do with businesses well i think i think one of the dangerous things is over the last i don't know 50 75 years or so we have dismantled american business to the point where it's so expensive or, or just not practical to do a lot of manufacturing here in america anymore because our government has has made pansies out of so many of us that we can't work we don't know how to work we're no, not willing to but work. that's not the point paul and, the, the point was finding the lowest dollar amount mm-hmm. to get something made well and, and that and that's what happens though i think is that, that we've made it too expensive to manufacture things here in america and so it but that's not because our people can't do it Right. It's because we pay our people more money to do it. And so companies say, well, we got to pay our stockholders. So we'll go over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why there, there's a reason why Nike makes their shoes overseas. <laughs> sure. I mean, seriously. Sure. Right. And the, the extra expense, yeah. don't forget, is the cost of our government and the cost of socialism. Socialism is expensive. And it goes against uh, fr- a free economy, and it puts family businesses out. If you're giving away all these subsidies of people, you're driving businesses to other countries. You know, uh, I'll share this, Paul. One of the things, I-, I can remember this, that if you got a product and you looked on there and saw that label, Made in China, I can remember the days when we would laugh about that because we would say, this is made cheap. It was garbage. Cheap Remember, product. before that, it was made in Japan. Made in Japan, you know. And, and so so the American worker, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. as I was talking about off, off during the break, 
I remember all the factories that were here, you know, even down where we were and mm-hmm. where we live. Sure. Uh, uh, Levi Strauss had a factory yeah. there. Well, you said Timex. Timex, uh, Seminalis. And so when they started moving those, NAFTA came in and it started moving those factories to, you know, south of the border, mm-hmm. those products changed. Mm-hmm. And what used to be a name brand product that you could depend on, you could get a conductor or whatever, and that right. thing would last 20 years. And now it's garbage. Right. No, it's garbage. Right. And so I, I think. So we entered the, the, and, throw, and, the throwaway era. And, right. And so, so manufacturing has just changed so much. Whitney Davis was talking, she's a friend of the show. I think she worked for um, Texas Instruments yep, for a while. Down, she she down was mentioning, I think it was on Facebook or something, a while back where they, they were needing to have something manufactured. And one of the reasons why they chose, I think it might have been China or Hong Kong, was because America has made it so stinking difficult to get a get a manufacturing um, business up and going. And so it might take you 10 years here in America. And so we can't you can't wait 10 years to to build parts for for computers or whatever it is find out how much it costs for instance to open up here in the united states uh, a refinery yeah oh just just to get get past all of the necessary paperwork with the government takes a decade to get it a decade and so you can billions of dollars so you can't plan you you can't you can't do business like that, and so America we we've through laws and 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 just bureaucratic red tape we have we have incapacitated our manufacturing abilities here in America. Of course, and they so, have. And so, it, it it makes it literally impossible for us to 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 manufacture. And so the 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 default is China or Indonesia. So make our or, enemies rich. Right, and so and so we've we've empowered mm-hmm. uh, people that maybe we should have embargoes against. I mean, we, that's the kind of people we've empowered in some of these cases by 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 crippling our own economies. It is because of a wrong decision about what we thought Not capitalism it. would do yes. with the people of China. We thought that it would lead to freedom mm. when, in fact, it has not led to freedom. As Nansu said, we have made it so they're rich beyond their wildest dreams and that money's going to the ccp yeah, and the people are still poor that, oh yes and, they are and, and he said that there is two policies to have and he said it's clear to see which one's worked in the past if we're honest about it well yeah i'm i'm the first one to admit to you i believed as most libertarians would believe that if you can get a, con- a country to buy into capitalism and helping their people and whatever they will soften their hard line, many of their hardline political process. Not so with communist China. It has not happened. Yeah, I, they really I, have I, fear and power. Don't I'm going to tie these two things together here. When we talk about capitalism, or, or let, let let me change the word free market. Capitalism mm-hmm. was a term that was uh, it's, it's, a, it's a term that nobody really understands. Yeah. So so free market, which is a, which is a biblical principle. And so when you go to in America being found on Judeo-Christian principles and you go to and you use free market as, as the Bible teaches free market and you go to these other countries that do not have that type of foundation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's believed trying to change a culture or impose your culture on another culture. It's just not going to work. China's so a they'll slave take state. your they'll take your goodies, but it's never going to get down to the people where it's going to help the, uh, you know, help them as capitalism free market does here. Because if you open a business here, guess what? You hire employees, and their life 
gets better. Mm-hmm. And see, that's really important to understand for the simple reason that if you if what you're doing is making the person out in the field, I mean, there's parts of China that it's still good earthland. It's right? good earthland. If yes. you never read that Pearl Buck book, you should. Because a lot of people still live that way. They still dig a hole in the ground and have a child yes, out in the, in the, in the yes. rice paddies. Yes. But the bottom line is, is that if it's not getting all the way down to those people, they're not happy with what what's happening. Right. You know, the only people that succeed basically in China are the people who are part of the CCP. Of CCP. That's they, it. They control the companies and they control everything. Yep. They basically can seize them anytime they want to. So they're not really theirs to start with. But, uh, Boy, yeah, that's they what hate communism us. is about. Yep. They hate us. Well, and there's, and there's people, uh, and we were kind of bring it full circle. We've got people in universities in this country teaching that same thing right now. Oh, that, yeah. That, that private business should be. Uh, there's there's people that don't even believe in private property, really. Nope. I mean, we, 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 and this is going on probably in tax funded schools. Well, of course cases. it is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it's uh, this this nonsense. Hey, over on the University of Central Arkansas, mm-hmm. there's a group that promotes China and communism, mm-hmm. and we've not shut it down yet. And the people um, at the University of Central Arkansas know. I mean. Uh, I'm trying to think who was the uh, Secretary of State under uh, under Trump. Such uh, uh, a P and I'm, my oh, mind. Uh, P- Pompeo. Pompeo. Mm-hmm. He said that they're doing this stuff. That mm-hmm. they're using them as places to yes. set people up to be spies and all kinds of stuff. And yet at UCA we still have that there. And uh, I'll be asking about that again Wednesday yeah. when I have. Uh, been, Congressman yeah, Hill back there. But, but we've, we've yeah. got college professors that aren't even hiding it. No, oh, no. They're teaching this garbage um, out in the open from what I gather. Really? I mean, that's it's because they've taught secret. enough people of it that they're, yeah, they they're, they're bought into it. And one thing that this guy said when he called in is states have a responsibility for national security. Mm-hmm. Our state elected officials have to protect our freedoms and have a responsibility and whenever we elect them in the in the states they think well it's for commerce it's to get reelected and and if you make people richer it's better hey we do not want to sell our freedom in arkansas we'd rather be a little bit poor in arkansas and not have our enemies rich well yeah. i'd rather be dead than red i'll tell you watch, that. watch the stranger remember the movie the stranger yeah. awesome wells yeah go back and watch that and mm-hmm. you'll see uh in higher ed they were getting in way back then. All right, let's take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I've been talking about houses I haven't been able to get through. I'm going to get through to Dustin Turner, hopefully today. I want them just to come out and talk to me, look at my house, because here's what I got. Zillow, everybody knows who Zillow is now, uh, had my house worth almost $230,000. All right, when I purchased it, $165,000. Well, about a $70,000 increase in, in money. I might sell now. I mean, just tell you right now, if I'm, that, that, that extra money would go a long way towards, you know, Dave Ellswick's retirement fund, just to be honest with you. So I'm going to go and give him a call and talk to him about this because there's like three different things that you can do. One, uh, do the renovations that you know need to be done so that you get the absolute top dollar. Number two, uh, an instant cash offer that uh, you might get from 
Dustin Turner, or number three, list a home and sell it as is. And uh, they're finding out with Dustin Turner, they're making more money just selling them as is now than they thought they'd ever make on some of these homes. It's, it is definitely a seller's market right now. It is really hot. So what you need to do is call Dustin Turner and let him come on out with one of his people and to take a look at your house. 501-952-2969 is the number. 501-952-2969. Online, hometeamsoldit.com. Again, hometeamsoldit.com. And then I'll make my, my same statement I've always said. Call the only agent I would call if I was getting ready to sell my house. And I'm getting ready to call Dustin Turner. All right, we need some help. Uh, there's a John Wayne movie where they take a guy in, he's gunshot, and they're, they're going to work on him. And the doctor says, hand me that alcohol over there. And they give it to him. He takes a big chuck of it and goes down to take the bullet. I, I think I know what you're talking about. What movie it, it, was that? I think it was that movie where it was John Wayne's grandson that had been kidnapped by some people. Uh-huh. And I think it was John that's, Wayne that's himself. I think maybe it was, was Big, it big oh, Jake. Oh, it was. He was, it was he John was Wayne himself. Out of his he son's was, rear end. He was... Yeah, I think it was John it Wayne was John himself. Wayne himself. He, was, he was he digging a shot out of it. Yeah, yeah Big shot. Jake. And then turn around and then he poured it on yeah. his son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Wayne was the doctor in this yeah, John Wayne was a doctor. Great <laughs> scene yeah. out of the movie. Really Double was perfect. Perfect. Works for everything. Works for everything. Uh, stress, stress relief, and um, um, and man, I, and I grew up. Everybody laughed at me, but I grew up when if you got hurt, my dad would say, "Rub some dirt on it." Never heard that. Before. I've heard it before. Yeah, just rub it's, some dirt on it. Be okay. If it's, wow. clean, if it's clean dirt, it might actually be a decent blood stopper. I don't know. But yeah, I have no idea. I just know the, I heard it more than a few times. Probably not the best <laughs> medical advice for. Yeah, yeah I for, remember him saying, you know, if you got stung by a wasp or a bite or something, chewing tobacco, put chewing tobacco, yeah, or snuff. Well, yeah, no. I tried that while I was driving one time, and I got. I about got high on the Copenhagen and let somebody had let somebody else drive. I, I will never forget. I was I was out playing uh, wow. ball with my father. Yeah, he would take me out and hit ground balls and stuff to me. And I was playing third base at the time, so he was really racking them at me. You know, they don't call the third base corner the hot corner for nothing. And uh, so anyway, he caught me on the inside of my knee, and. I went down in a heap, and it hurt. I mean, it brought tears to my eyes. And he comes up to me. He says, get up. <laughs> and I, I said, well, it hurts. He says, I know it hurts, and don't cry. Wow. And he got me up. I mean, he, look, made he those served, tears he run was back a, up. Yeah, he was. Uh, well, that's called served, walk it off. He served with Patton in yeah. World War II, all right? Oh, So wow. there was none of that. You know, he was a Tom Hanks. There is no crying in baseball. <laughs> oh, that I love that quote. That's you know, the best movie. I'm just saying, There's you no know, crying in baseball. Yeah, no crying <laughs> in baseball. But I mean, seriously, I mean, he. The worst injury I ever got playing baseball was playing third base. I was going after a pop up, and I got my foot in a hole, like oh, no. a, go, a gopher hole. And it made me lose my balance, and I went down on my knees, and I was still looking up to catch the ball. And the ball caught me right here oh, underneath my wow. eye. And, man, 
knock me into Tomorrowland. All right, and my eye swelled up and everything. Wow. It was bad. I did not. I did not catch the ball. You didn't. Catch I thought the you were going to say I did not yeah, cry. That's what I was, yeah. that was, that's what I was waiting on. Well, that was before I got hit in the knee. Well, I, I that, bet that one brought tears to your well, eyes. Yeah, that one well, knocked me out. If your dad was there. You better not cry. Yeah, in public. yeah. He, oh, wow. Yeah, there was no crying on that stuff of my father. Oh, wow. I'm sure what he saw in World War Two reasons oh, to, oh, yeah. to cry for something like yeah. that, but not because you got hit by a baseball. Off. You know, as far as that, literally. But we learned. A lot today, guys. It was a good show today, and uh, Nansu, I'll get him back on for us so we can sit and talk about uh, what's going on over in communist China, as well as what's going on in the United States about communist China. You know where they're really buying up all the 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 the, uh, property property at Arkansas, Africa. You know why? Gold. That's new. Uh, Lithium and all the other rare minerals that are over there. We'd better start learning some things, because if we don't, we're going to find out, you know what? Your car don't run well if you don't yeah. have chips in them. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. It's the way it is. Yeah, I've been hearing about some of the shortages. Yep. That's going China on. Is Just not drive Russia. by any new car dealer. Look at how many cars aren't there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because of lack of chips. Yep. All, All right. right. We got more coming tomorrow on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Senator Bozeman will join us uh, tomorrow. He's talking about agriculture here in the state, so we'll hear what he has to say. Elizabeth will be here. The Bible guys will be here. You got a question for the Bible guys? Bible guys at SalemLR.com. Tomorrow, 6 a.m.